All right, y'all, here we are still in this deliverance series, and I have been hearing some great testimonies about how these series are making a positive impact, and we're going to end season three on the deliverance series. So there won't be any more topics on deliverance in season four unless the Holy Spirit says so, but as of now, we're going to keep this going through the end of season three, and as you can see, I do have a co-host for today's episode. I met Clay when Delton and I started Karis Bible College back in January, and I've gotten to know him in just a few short months, and he's literally like a brother to me and Delton. So family, let's welcome Clay to the show today. How are you? Hey, Rakita. Thank you so much. It's an honor and a privilege just to be here on the Be Unconventional podcast. Yay. Um, yeah. All right. Well, Clay, uh, tell the people a little bit about yourself. Why don't you? All right. Well, um, I think God has just been, uh, he's just a God that restores. Yeah. And uh, he loves doing it. That's his thing, you know. And and um, I uh, got married in May to uh, this is just the best person on the planet for me. And I think I she agree. thinks the same thing about me. <laughs> uh, her name is Ka uh, Katie, but she goes by Earlene at work. <laughs> <laughs> Insider. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have fun to, tonight as we do this, I'm sure. But oh yeah. yeah, um, you know, I grew up in a good Christian family and uh, was, uh, you know, just I still am really tight with. Them. I've got three sisters. My parents are t still together, and mm -hmm. just an amazing family. And just kind of, um, in a nutshell, uh, went to a Bible college right out of high school. Yeah, uh, I learned <laughs> uh, legalism at its finest, and. Mm. Um, just like I had such a tender heart towards the Lord early in life. And, and um, just when I just never could be good enough for God, I was like, well, if I can't be good, I'll be bad. Yeah. And um, that just kind of had me like on a 20 year traject trajectory, you know, on um, uh, just being like, if you look up prodigal son in the dictionary, you'll see my picture. Yeah. Um, big old photo. Yeah. Like thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a this this is why we're doing this topic though because people mm -hmm. need to know that they can come back mm -hmm. that they can always come to the father that's mm -hmm. part of um what deliverance is you mm -hmm. know once you've been made free you can always come come home and this yeah. is a pretty serious topic that we're sure. discussing today so i'm going to give you a whole lot of time to pour into all the listeners but i would like to start by asking you um what were you addicted to and how long have you been free from it like all the drugs no, I never did. Mm -hmm. I never did heroin. I I would see people on heroin and was just like, I don't want to be that way. That like meth, uh, cocaine, ecstasy, um, just anything to get you up. Jesus. And um, yeah, and um, there's just there's so much in because you know like here it's been I've been in Colorado for ten years and so I've been you know free and clear. Yeah, you know, and um, meth was the one that really had me though. Like I could say no to a lot of things, but like meth was just like it had, like it had deep roots in me, and and um, that was the one that, um, you know, looking back and thinking about like what, you know, what Facebook is so good about mm -hmm. reminding you of your journey and how far along you've come if oh, you're growing. Yeah. yeah, if you're growing, if you're not growing, you're not going to see it. But if you're growing, you're going to look back at. I see the post from, you know, 12 years ago, and I'm like, oh, you're an idiot, Clay. What are you saying? 
Mm, just <laughs> to 12 the world. years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And then too, like, I'm I'm just gonna be real with you. I'm you know, some would mm. say that I'm from the hood or whatever. Mm. Like I know a meth head when I see mm-hmm. one. And yeah. I, I I'm telling you, and I <laughs> I know people who have um gotten off but still have that residue. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. I can truly say, um, you don't look like what you've been through, bro. I can show you some pictures of me when I got here to, you know, when I started Karis. And and I I mean the whole sunken in face. Now, yeah. I had I was also had Crohn's disease. Mm. Uh, it's kinda of, it's kinda of like having ulcers in your intestines for anybody that doesn't know what it is. It's very painful and so struggling with that on a daily basis of being uh, physically sick, I was spiritually sick, and like all these different things kind of played into, you know, what was happening in my life. But I was, you know, I was very skinny and, you know, very unhealthy. Yeah, I I wish y'all could see him. <laughs> <laughs> I wish y'all could see him. There's no trace, no residue. Like mm-hmm. my brother is free. Thank you, Jesus. So I do want to say this though. Um, would you agree? that I probably one of the things that it takes to overcome something like that is a made up mind. Like that's probably yeah. the first step. I know it, there's probably more to it that I know you'll get into, but when mm. you made up your mind though, um, did it stop temptation? Like from knocking at your door saying, Hey, come back this way, you know, maybe talk a little bit about that. Cause some people sure. like, man, it's not that easy to just make up my mind. I still, have thoughts of going back or I still, you know, maybe mm-hmm. talk to the people about that. Yeah. I think I was super blessed and like, um, it, again, I look back on, on those times. I was like, you, this is the one, number one, I think the enemy wants to isolate you. And so mm. the more you try to think you can do it yourself, even though you make up your mind, you're, mm-hmm. you're going to fail. Yep. Yep. Because it's, it's more than your willpower. Because any addict or, you know, I, I just don't dive into the whole, like, you're once an addict and always an addict. I don't believe that. I think that Jesus will set you free and who the sun sets free is free, free indeed. indeed. Yeah. All day, every day. And really, it is it's, it is the truth. But, you know, uh, I've, I've kind of dove into a lot of the reasoning, you know, like, you cannot do this alone. You need to be uh around i think part of the reason why i did drugs for so long was just i just and i still, I, mean, I have really good friends that i'm still friends with that i talk to and things like that but you're there's like this desire in your woundedness for relationship and connection mm. and when you're broken in your spirit like you don't have a relationship with the lord then you're still going to seek connection wow you're just, you're just gonna yeah you know and so you know, like this, you try to do it yourself, you try to fix yourself, and then you're not connected to the source that's going to really set you free, then you're going to have problems. Mm-hmm. Because you're going to continue to desire connectedness. And, you know, depending, like I, mean, I was just, a, I, again, I think other people view me differently than I did. But when I look back on my past, I was like, man, what a train wreck I was. But I don't mm-hmm. have that same response when I'm having conversations with people. It's like, how bad was I? It's like, well, you were crazy, Clay. You were like on another level crazy. Like when everybody else is stopping, you were getting started. You were just clocking in. Mm. You know, yeah. It's this is not going to be just a one night thing. We're going to be out as long as we can possibly go. So, did you have people around you um, who 
fed that that addiction like when you know I'm sure you did I'm sure you there were a group of people that you did drugs with but Mm -hmm. when you were changing your life um did you have to separate from them or are you still connected to any of them some people I still am like I reached like you know after like some seasons I you know was uh, healing took place in my heart all those broken bits and things like that that I was really you know, uh, fractured in a way, God brought healing and he brought like a maturity to me. That's like, I don't have, and even I've talked to this, uh, there's a guy that was cutting my hair and he was, you know, struggling with something. And then, uh, you know, I was ministering to him and just kind of, he was like, you don't have any like, uh, like, uh, craving or anything like that for, you know, meth and stuff. I'm like, to me, I look at like that light part of my life is like something I never want to return to in that capacity of like mm-hmm. where I was, that state of mind, that um, hurt and brokenness. Um, because I know what I am now. Like right. I really have a really good <clears throat> sense of my identity and mm-hmm. that does not ever like come into my mind. Like, Ooh, I want to go get high. Yeah. Like, yeah. Ever, 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 ever. Because I associate so much to the freedom that I have with the darkness that I was in. And I never want to return to that ever. Because I'm so set apart from that. Is that, and and that's hard mm-hmm. for some people to get their head around. They don't they don't understand. Like it's like, but that craving. I was like, see that craving goes away when you know who you are. Ooh, when you know how much you're it. loved. You know how much you're loved, and how much there's just so much more purpose in all of that lifestyle. The way that it is is destructive, and you it's a it's a lose lose situation. And you might have moments of like connection and love, and feel like that. You, uh, there's genuine love there, but. Um, uh, but to go back and do all those things is just not like that as a foreign, you know, like to, to live being up all day, you know, you know, for days, just that just, ew. Now yeah. I will say this, I do have dreams sometimes. Like I will wake up feeling guilty because I had a dream that I got high or something like that. But uh, I, I don't know. Oh, wow. So I guess if the enemy can't get you awake, you got to wait till you yeah. go to sleep. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you can't really just fight back like that. You got to infiltrate yeah. your dreams. But got to get my um, dreams. But then, then my friend Rakita, Rakita calls me and says, "Hey, let's do a podcast." And now we can talk about this. <laughs> well, we'll give I just, God glory. Yeah, you know? because I, I believe that people need to understand that. You know, first of all, if you're if you're just now tuning in, you need to know that the Be Unconventional podcast is literally dedicated to help people grow in their Christ identity and help them get that boldness to live out of their Christ identity. Like once you realize who you are in Christ, be unconventional is here for you every week (laughs) to help you grow in the knowledge of the Lord. And so it's very important that as we're growing, we understand that we're still people and we have a real adversary Mm -hmm. and he don't let up. So if you're, somebody or somebody you know is struggling with addiction in in the form of drugs um be it drugs alcohol pornography whatever else Mm -hmm. um the the spirit of addiction is the same regardless Mm -hmm. of the vice um you know clay would you say that um, was there any form of rejection that led you to being addicted to something oh yeah so you said something that, you know, like I pretty much have run the gamut on, you know, from porn to all the, everything you shouldn't do, I've, I've, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think 
the root thing is, and it's hard <clears throat> to get, it's, it's super hard to get this, but if I could, Lord, just help me. Do you have broken intimacy and you will seek anything out to fulfill whatever in the pie chart is of addiction when you're broken in intimacy? Jesus. Porn is an intimacy thing. It is like you want a suit, uh, a fake intimacy, an easy gratification thing. They're all that's what all these things are in addiction. Mm-hmm. But your intimacy is broken, and the only thing that's going to ever restore that is your relationship with Jesus. Because once you understand what true intimacy is, there's like this healing place that kind of takes place. It makes me like a really good husband now. I'm, you know, I haven't been like the best in the past and th- with things, but you know, there's just a uh, restored intimacy with the Lord wow. that I have. Thank you, Lord. And yeah. And this is for anybody listening to this, I'm telling you, if you're struggling with addiction and whatever, whatever name you want to fill in the blank with, go to the Lord and s- just start asking, seeking him and like, don't let go about God restore intimacy in my life with you, Lord. Yeah. Yeah. And with him. <laughs> with him that's so important and I can look back even on my life too um Mm -hmm. things that I you know I was introduced to porn Uh at age nine yeah at age nine just like the enemy yeah I mean I woke up I went to sleep innocent and woke up and it was gone Mm -hmm. it was the weirdest thing and I was introduced to it by an adult that I trusted so now the curiosity is awakened. Now mm-hmm. I want to know um, why do I, why does this feel wrong? But it also feels good. Like I got all these questions. Mm-hmm. And so I became um, addicted at a mm-hmm. very early age for that feeling for that, that I, I just, and then I look back and the reason I asked you about rejection is because that's where it stemmed from. Mm-hmm. It was rejection. You know, uh, um, not having my natural biological father around for a good bit of my life, like around that time, he wasn't in my life. Um, So not having him around. And, um, you know, when this happened to me, then there were legitimate feelings and uh, that were being neglected. Right. So now I'm like, I told somebody that this happened to me. They didn't do anything about it. So now nobody trusts me. I might as well just keep this to myself kind of thing. So yeah. rejection has a lot to do with people picking up something. Um, yeah. And I, I know, too, maybe you can talk about this, um, like a nervous habit or mm-hmm. like a trauma response. That's the word yeah. I'm looking for, a trauma yeah. response. So when something hard or difficult happens, the first thing back in the day, the first thing I would want to do was run to sex or pornography or yep. even food, even yep. food, um, anything that could satisfy the flesh. Um, were there moments up on your healing where maybe you had a rough day and usually as a response of having a rough day, you would get high. Um, when did those days kind of stop for you? Well, I moved to Karis and that was like, you know, I moved to Colorado to go to Karis. Mm-hmm. And it was a complete, um, you know, leaving everything that I knew. And I mean, I've shared this story a bunch, but just for, you know, I, I was in Andrew's office and he's the president and founder of Caribs. So if you've mm-hmm. never heard of the ministry and stuff and 
And he was just like, I hear you're coming to the Bible college. And I was like, no, I'm not. I'm not going to Bible college again. I went and no, thank you. Uh, but he was like, it ain't going to hurt you. He's when he said that, <laughs> uh, you know, you can hear it. It was like, it ain't going to hurt you. When he said that everything just like the world stopped turning really. And it was like a moment of like clarity when I did not have clarity where it was like, you know, God just dropped it into my heart. It's like, things can be different if you just trust me. And I was, I was a scared. Yeah. Mm. Uh, you know, I was just so scared and just uh, wasting away mm. just physically and just all emotionally. Everything was just like, it was crazy because like every day in class, like people have all these great, you know, you know, year one experiences with, with Karis. But like every single day, it was like I was almost angry because where has this teaching been my whole life? Right. And it was like I was being restored like uh, somebody lost in the desert that gets a cup of water. That's what it felt like. And um, so like the more, you know, taste and see that the Lord is good. And boy, I started tasting like the real, the good news gospel kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And it was like every single day I'm hearing things about what the truth is and what the lies have been start getting like thrown out because it's like, that's not true. That's just not true. And that's what they, I mean, I got so much healing in that place. And then there was a lot of, I mean, I did other, there was other things I just got involved with because for me, I mean, I literally smoked my last, uh, aluminum full boat of meth. And then I Ooh. brought, um, I brought Adderall and Ambien cause I couldn't sleep. My, chemi- my brain chemicals were all jacked up. Mm-hmm. And, but I, but I just dedicated this. Like when I, I'm, a, I'm moving out to Curious and when I get there, as soon as this Adderall runs out and this Ambien runs out, I'm done just done and it took mm. me I, I don't know like i wasn't like marking it on the calendar hey i'm normal i'm you know it took me at least a year of just out of that lifestyle into like a new lifestyle mm-hmm. i was late a lot to class i was i mean there was i was a vampire and so like coming in having to be up during the day was a strange thing and but i mean i kept pushing it's like i am i'm not giving up because I, this could be my last hope wow. which is crazy because i've lost i mean i've I can't make it to all the funerals, but I've lost a lot of friends that have been over, you know, that have overdosed and, and, um, you know, good hearted people and some believers just lost Mm -hmm. in that. Yeah. um, You know, just, I think every, it doesn't matter who you are. Everybody's going to have to trust God for something. Mm -hmm. And And whatever that thing is can change. I got healed from Crohn's disease. I believe in healing for sure. Yeah. Yeah, talk about it. You know, I mean, it's just sitting under the word, and it's like you can be healed. You're supposed to be healed. like God has provided this party for you. Jesus died on the cross, provided healing for you. And I don't know what. There's not like a secret sauce to it, mm-hmm. you know, because people like they make a a doctrine out of something. If you if you say by stripes I'm healed, fifty times in a row, pace in a circle, then you're going to be healed. It doesn't work like that. <laughs> right, right. No, it's um, do you believe it? And I just said in a in another um, episode, and we hear it a lot at Karis. Mm-hmm. Pastor Jeremy says it a lot, but um, grace provides and faith receives, mm-hmm. right? Faith receives what grace has already provided. And whoever's listening today, um, healing is waiting on you. If you're struggling Mm -hmm. with addiction, like it's literally yours for the taking. Mm -hmm. You don't have to ask for it. 
<laughs> you can yeah. take it. <laughs> and so once what it sounds like to me, Clay, is once you made up your mind that, hey, you know what, this is it. Um, I'm I'm doing this. And it took a made up mind. And then you said something so key, sitting under the word, mm-hmm. in the word, in the word. Again, that same podcast episode that I just did, I talked about how as we increase in our knowledge of who God is, his will for us and how much he loves us, that alone begins to transform us. That's that it's, transformation power. I don't, I don't know. This is just, again, this is my own take on things. You don't spend time in the word to be healed. Right. You spend time right. in the word to find your identity. Mm-hmm. And, and knowing your identity, healing is just part of the, it's like part of the party favors. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I was just spending time worshiping. I was leading worship at a church and, and just, I don't know really when it was, but it's like I heard, the, in Colossians talks about, uh, uh, we are co-heirs seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And I started meditating on that. Like when I was worshiping, and I just started thinking about that. Mm-hmm. Well, if, if I'm in heaven right now, you know, spiritually speaking, mm-hmm. then I'm completely healed. I'm not going to be sick in heaven. That's right. And so if I am, I'm going to imagine, and Andrew's got a power of imagination teaching this really great, but mm-hmm. the power of your imagination. So I just started imagining myself taking my healed gold pipes intestines and putting them in my natural body. Yeah. And I joke around saying, if you cut, if a doctor or anybody cuts me open, they're going to find gold pipes because I've taken those where, you know, that might sound weird to people, but that's fine. <laughs> I don't care. Talk about I, it. I, I'm healed. I'm healed from Crohn's disease. So shut up. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. I mean, this addiction thing, though, is um, it really overtakes people to a point to where they can't even see themselves healed. And I, I liken it unto the children of Israel. They were enslaved for so long. They had no idea what it was like to live in true freedom. They had no, that's why they complained all the time. It was totally new to them. Um, Even though God, he would get frustrated with them and then he would bless them. He would get frustrated with them and then he would bless them. Thank you for your mercy and grace, Lord. (laughs) I know, right? And that was, that was the Old Testament. And now we're in this better covenant with better promises. And Mm -hmm. what does he do? He keeps proving himself. He keeps proving himself. I think a real key to getting free too is what's your purpose? You know, mm-hmm. like if you don't have purpose, you know, David was up on his uh, balcony and the whole Bathsheba thing broke down. Mm-hmm. He was bored. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think so many people with a unique, very unique call of God do drugs because it mutes where they're, it takes away from their identity. They're not supposed to be doing that. They're supposed yeah. to be doing what God's called them to do. And they're mm-hmm. bored without purpose. And when you find a purpose, when God gives you purpose, then it it's like it, you don't even feel like a craving for it because it's like, you know, what you, you're back to that whole identity thing, you know? Yeah, but then even too. So basically you're you're saying they need to find their why. Mm-hmm. You know, I think yeah. when when you look at I was literally about to call that girl Erlene. That is not her name. When you look, <laughs> when you look at Katie, you know. Uh-huh. And you can't even imagine losing that mm-hmm. because of getting high. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Once you've had a taste of purpose and once you found your why, 
um, you know, it's like, is it really worth it? It is not. Uh-huh. It's just not worth it. And contrary to popular belief, Clay, you said you came from a Christian family. Mm-hmm. Parents together taught you the best they could. Yep. Like, did the best they could. And I was going to say, contrary to popular belief, a lot of times people fall into these addictions because they feel like nobody cares about them or nobody loves them. More oftentimes than not, there are people in your life who really love you and do not want to see you like that. Right. Can you talk about what it was like for your family to see you free? It's every time we hang out. (laughs) You know, know, there was a season in my life where, you know, I was just making one terrible choice after the next terrible choice and it was killing my family and they cut me Mm. off. Wow. Yeah. And I know that's not easy to do. When you love somebody, that's not ever easy to do. But those boundaries are necessary. Like, did you find that it kind of helped you, though, once they did that? It was hard because you don't Mm -hmm. understand what's going on. And like everything else is just it's like you just you have people to say, well, just uh, one thing after the other, you know, Mm -hmm. and you just kind of write it off that way. But, you know, I look back now, it's like, yeah, sometimes you need to have some space so that, you know, and then I appreciate my, we just have such a great appreciation. All, like I have three sisters, like I said, and my parents, we just have, we love each other. Yeah. You know, know, we, you know, we're making, we're going to be down there in Mississippi for Thanksgiving and and we're just constantly like Katie said, y'all just just love being we just play games we just have the best time playing board mm-hmm. games and just just you know who can kind of like our work environment which is um it's try to make the other person laugh yeah even when they're even when they're on a call <laughs> yeah so for those of you who don't know clay and my husband work together in in the recruiting office for cares they are student mm-hmm. recruiters and mm-hmm. they have this office that's not very big and these mm-hmm like cubicle like desks I guess Mm -hmm. and so they answer phones all day long but they keep each other laughing all day Mm -hmm. long so even when they're on the phone like I've sat in there a couple of times I'm like oh my god (laughs) I cannot (laughs) um so yeah I mean having that kind of environment where people Mm want to see you happy they're celebrating your freedom I'm telling you Mm -hmm. if you're listening to this and you're bound by something if you're addicted to something, just know um, there are people, I'm just prophesying. I just yeah. believe it by faith that there are people waiting on you to return. Mm-hmm. There are people waiting. I mean, they're going to clothe you. They're going to put the best clothes on you. They're going to fire up the pit and they are going to celebrate with you. Um, so I just believe that 100% if you're thinking about it. If if you want to turn from this, you absolutely can. Like, it's a great time to turn from it. So, um, Clay, is there anything else on your heart you want to say about being addicted and being delivered from addiction? Mm-hmm. I think um, uh, Carrie Pickett's got this, I think it's in Life Foundations, talks about your life message and things like that. And what a life message would be is, like, if you knew you were going to die, but you had one more talk to give before you die. You're going to preach to a million people. Mm-hmm. And then after that, you would, you would die. 
you know, what would that message be? And like, I've had a couple of life messages because I've grown and, and things like that. But right now, um, it's really on my heart that uh, live unoffendable. Mm. And you see, being offended because of something that happened to you, because of something like all these different things that make you could be offended about. Somebody, something happens to somebody else, you're offended because that happened to your friend mm -hmm. or your family member. That is poison. And yeah. I don't care how strong a Christian you are, you start getting offended, it's going to be a downhill slope because you have to deal with this, and this every day. Yeah. That's the biggest, you know, you might get freed, but if you get offended, you might not be free because that will pull you back in. And I'm not speaking that over you. Mm -hmm. it, it doesn't have, you don't have to go back to drugs. You don't have to go back to porn or overeating or something like that. But it could be just being that your heart gets sour when you get offended. Right. That's true. That's you true. I mean, you've, you've, you've just not, you're not, again, I'm living this out. You know, I, it's like mm -hmm. every day. Some days I'm awesome at it and the other days I fail. But I still get up and I, I still keep pushing like towards you know, the Lord. Yeah, absolutely. Live life unoffendable. Mm -hmm. How do we do that, Clay? So part of my process in this season was like, you um, think about, when was the last time you thought about driving a car? You don't, really you don't think, think about, about it. it. <laughs> you, just, you just get in the car, put your seatbelt on, turn the car on, put your jams on, pray or whatever you do. Mm -hmm. But you aren't thinking about when you're putting a blinker on. You're not thinking about putting the gas and the brake on. You're not thinking about any of that. You just crank up your car and then you were at the place where you've decided to go. Yeah. Because our brains are super highways of information. And then once you learn a skill set, you become master at it and it just becomes a uh, second nature for you to do that. Mm -hmm. Offense works the same way. Once you start down the offense pathway, your brain just automatically goes to offense. And I challenge God because he challenged me. He was like, Clay, you're offended all the time. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm offended that you would even say that. Wow. Yeah. And I said, you know what? Okay, all right, deal, God. Okay, you point out to me every time I'm offended. He goes, you're offended. You're offended. You're offended. And I started realizing, like, the things were coming out of my mouth, the way that my mind was thinking. All these different things were offense. I was just offended all the time. And I was just like, whoa, okay, God. Every time I'm offended, I want to deal with that offense. And it's, it's like it seemed like a, a legion of offense in my head. Yeah, yeah. Just let's deal with it. And then, you know, it, it's, it becomes something like, I mean, my wife's good at like pointing out. It's like, hey, you know what? You're really, I think you're you're sour. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good word. That's because good out of the word. mouth, the heart, or out of the heart, the, the mouth speaks. Absolutely. And, and um, yeah, that's. Um, I was talking to Greg Moore about this, and and he's another teacher at the school. And the uh, being offended is the legal drug of the church. He mm. said. That's yeah. good. <laughs> don't drink, don't do drugs, and don't watch porn. But if you're offended, we'll let that slide. Why are we like? Why are we like this? <laughs> yeah, but that makes so much sense, though. That makes so yeah. much sense, and I'm I'm quite sure when it comes to um, offense. I believe offense is the root of rejection. You know what I'm saying? Like. You got offended first, mm -hmm. then you felt rejected. Now you're bitter, mm -hmm. you know, and it just keeps, like you said, it's a downward spiral from there. And it, then you it, find yourself 
needing that intimacy that you talked about in the beginning. Mm -hmm. It's like a broken intimacy. You feel so rejected. Mm -hmm. Now you're bitter because you rejected. Mm -hmm. Where were you, God? Yeah. Where were you, God? Yeah. My mama wasn't there. My daddy wasn't there. My sisters, my brothers, everybody's left me. And then, you know, of course, God is the easiest one to blame. And we find ourselves looking for that intimacy. We've lost people. People have rejected us, neglected us, abandoned us. And now we're just looking for some kind of gratification, like you said. And so I do I do like that. Live life unoffendable. If you can make up your mind and determine in your heart that I'm not going to allow anything to offend me. Because you actually have to partner with it in order for it to, to affect you. You know, and you get compound interest on that investment. Ooh, <laughs> man, that's crazy. So I'm, I'm just excited. I'm excited for your freedom. I'm excited that we were able to have this conversation yeah. today um, to bless the listeners who are going to probably have to go back and get that nugget and then mm-hmm. I have to rewind and go back and get that mm-hmm. nugget. Um, mm-hmm. Because I, I believe it's really going to set people free. We're going to have um, more conversations about addiction um, mm-hmm. before we go today though, Clay, um, I would like for you to pray over all the listeners according to mm-hmm. today's topic. Um, but before we do that, and then I also want you to lead them to Jesus. Cause some people mm-hmm. listen to my podcasts mm-hmm. for the first time and it may be 15 times they listen just because they like the content, but mm-hmm. I, I never know if they're saved or not. So I never want to miss an opportunity to invite people to Jesus um, so in either order, you can pray for everybody, then do the salvation prayer or vice versa. But before we do that, is there a challenge for the week that you would like to give them something that they can take and apply to their lives for this mm-hmm. week when it comes True. to whether it's them being addicted or easy. loving on somebody? This is who easy. Is. Yeah, go ahead. So easy because it's this it's a sliding scale, you know, like certain sins have like bigger ramifications than others. It's still mm-hmm. sin and still is destructive in your life and stuff like that. But like when you involve other people, then they get pulled down and all, all that stuff, you know? So sliding scale. I just want to challenge anybody that's listening to the sound of my voice right now. First, thank you for listening. I thank you for that. But I want, I challenge you this week to just spend time with the Lord and and just ask him, is there a place where we're just not in intimacy? And I'm convicted even saying this because it's, mm-hmm. it's, there's, there's little places all the time. Sometimes they're big, big places. Lord, is there a place where we have broken intimacy and I invite you in? I invite you in. And for you listening to this right now, I'll just speak healing to that place so that it is repaired. It's restored. It's better than it was before. And I'll just speak that over you right now. That's the challenge. This is the prayer that I just call out the gifts that God has given you so that you won't be distracted by these little, little foxes that steal. And um, I just speak healing to you. If you've been struggling and you just feel like the cravings are too strong, I just silence that voice in your mind that it's not about the cravings. It's about you turning in a different way. Repent means to turn and face. I just say that just face the Lord and ask him, where is this broken intimacy? You might have to deal with some forgiveness too. And if you've never received Jesus, I, I don't know how people do life without Jesus. Mm-mm. So if you're listening now and you, and you just you just know that it's time for you to receive Jesus, I'm just going to pray right now and you can just repeat after me. I just, 
Thank you, Jesus. I need you, Jesus. I want you to come be a part of my life tonight or today or this morning, whatever time you're listening to this. I want you to come be a part of my life. Show me the way. And I thank you, Jesus, for forgiving my sins. And you want to restore me, Lord. And I receive you and turn towards you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And I always say this after, after every salvation prayer. I say, just like that, welcome to the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. Today's mm-hmm. the first day of the best days of your new life. And that yeah. is the truth. I say that every time because it is the absolute truth. And every now and then when I'm doing the salvation prayer, I get a little teary eyed because you just never know who's listening, Mm -hmm. who is so touched by the word that was shared, the teaching. And then they're like, okay, well, how do I get that? Well, Mm -hmm. that's it. It's that simple. If you believed in your heart, what you confessed out of your mouth, you are saved. Mm -hmm. And you can keep tuning in every week for your daily, (laughs) you know, your (laughs) weekly dose of Bible. You can keep tuning in because this is what Be Unconventional is for. And I'm so glad to be surrounded by people like Clay and others who will be special guests on the show in the upcoming weeks. I'm I'm grateful to be surrounded by people that we do life with, that we work with, that we go to school with, who can share with you how God has helped them. So again, Clay, I appreciate Mm -hmm. you. So much for that. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you'd like to say? How can they find you? Are you active on social media? I am. I am. Uh, okay. Um, Adventure Clay on Instagram. And then uh, that's really my preferred kind of like public thing because with Facebook, I like to know people before I add them. And um, just because, you know, the, the thread and things like that. But you can totally message me on uh, Facebook and we can get a chat going. I, I, if you need help, and you just like, you don't know who else to talk to, you know, like I post stuff all the time and uh, there's people that like it. Some people love it. Some people put a little happy face Some people comment, other <laughs> people just watch it and they don't do anything with it. So if you're one of those people that are just going to watch and listen, you know, that's fine. And and I just, uh, you can't do it alone. That's just my thing. Right. You can't do, you have to be, you have to get, in, you have to get plugged in with some friends that are, you know, grounded in the word. And then, I mean, there's just so much, like, just going to the, the ministry page with Andrew Womack. He's got all of his material there for free. Yep. You can yep. listen. Um, but, yeah, if you if you heard something and you want me to pray for you, definitely you can reach out to me on Instagram or on Facebook. I'll, um, I'll definitely uh, have a conversation with you for sure because, you know, you don't get free for yourself. That's true. That's true. You know, I mean, I we think... went through the things we went through. Mm-hmm. I made the dumb decisions. I own that. I made dumb decisions. Yeah, same. But I want to, you know, testify that you don't have to make those dumb decisions or stay making those dumb decisions because there's a Jesus that loves us. Yeah. And he loves you. He loves me. And um, yeah. And he wants to see us free. He really does. He wants to have intimate intimacy with us and relationship with us. Yeah. That's the truth. Absolutely. And I'm glad that, um, I'm looking forward. Let me say that. I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to the emails, to the, you know, DMs <laughs> that I'm going to yep. get about how this series has blessed them. So you said on Instagram, it is Adventure Clay. Adventure mm-hmm. Clay. 
All right. So I'm going to be posting um, some nuggets from this episode so that you guys can be reminded throughout the week what your challenge is. Hey, don't Mm -hmm. be afraid to go to God and ask him to show you areas where your intimacy with him is broken. Mm -hmm. He's not mad at you. He's Mm -hmm. not mad. He wants you to come and talk to him about it. So go boldly Mm -hmm. to him, ask Mm -hmm. him to show you where is our intimacy broken. And then after he shows you, ask the Holy Spirit to help you, to strengthen you. Right. That's all. I just speak even right now. I know we're like kind of wrapping up, but I just speak that the spiritual ears that have been deaf because of offense and that you didn't think Jesus was there for you. He's been there all along and he's like your biggest cheerleader. And I just pray that your spiritual ears would be open just to be able to hear from him, even just feel peace mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and relief and reprieve from whatever you feel like has been attacking you, that you would just know that he is there with you right now. You listen to this. He's there. Yep. Yep. Amen. Absolutely. Amen. Well, you guys stay tuned for more announcements and I will talk to you guys next week. If today's episode was a blessing to you, or if you received Jesus into your heart, there are a few ways you can let me know so I and other listeners can celebrate with you. Number one, subscribe and leave a review. Number two, send me a private message on the Be Unconventional Instagram and Facebook socials. Or you can email me at rakitaharper at gmail.com. Number three, Leave what I would like to call a victory voicemail by simply using the link in the bio of the Be Unconventional socials on Instagram and Facebook. Your voicemail may end up on an episode. And lastly, share with others. I'm your host, Rakita Harper, reminding you to be encouraged, be empowered, be inspired, but most importantly, be unconventional.